Yeah, for hunting, especially when you're by yourself with a wood stove, ultimate. It's lightweight, gives you plenty of room to sleep. Now, I've pitched an Octopeak before, and they turned out good every time, but they were never smooth. It wasn't like when we do a Megahorn. And that's nice with the snow plate on the wood stove, too. Fits just right on that snow platform. Welcome to the Lux Backpacking, Hunting, and Winter Camping Chat. Sponsored by Lux Hiking Gear. Covering helpful tips and tricks from decades of time spent on the Olympic Peninsula. In the mountains, rivers, and forests. Conversations for an audience ranging from the beginner all the way up to the experienced adventurer. I wouldn't necessarily call it a snowstorm. I think some people might scoff at that, but uh, for our little um, area in the Pacific Northwest, we had a, a bit of a snowstorm, um, and I decided to take an Octopeak out and get it set up and make a little content for it, and I had a good time. It was my first time. Oh, yeah. How did that go? I'll tell you what, actually. Um, in the end, it looked great, but getting it initially set up was a little bit of a pain. Yeah, this is your first time pitched in a tent on the snow, correct? Yes. Now, I've pitched an Octopeak before, uh, I think twice. Um, and they turned out good every time, but they were never smooth. It wasn't like when we do a Megahorn uh, and it goes up super smooth. Every time I've done an Octopeak, it's like uh, a lot of adjustments in the end, which was the same case for this one. Um, but I did use some of the tips and tricks I've learned from you, um, you know, and the Lux teachings to build my snow platform and it it looked great and uh if i would have slept on it i'm sure it would have been comfy so you went out and just had a barbecue in there or what's going on yeah we uh i took it <laughs> i just went out for the afternoon uh set her up you know took the stove out with me um and got everything ready to go um it was good practice for me um because i, I i'm trying to do more winter trips you know yeah we always say to all of our customers set up in the yard get familiar with your gear before you actually go out into a storm um you'll be a lot more happy with your trip in the end yes exactly and i i think just like that if i had been practicing the octopeak setup you know or or setting up tents more often lately um it might have been a little smoother but it wasn't hard I'm, i mean uh, maybe i'm making it too dramatic uh yeah, for those that don't know, how about you just walk us through uh, the steps that you took? Yeah, definitely. So I got all my gear. I ran out there. Um, I did bring a small shovel with me just to have it, um, but I ended up not needing it. I just used my trusty feet. Um, but I went out there, found a nice good spot, um, and then measured you know, uh, approximately how big the tent was. I, I believe it's like 15 feet across. Um, and then I started walking and Boy, did I walk. And I just went in circle, 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 stomping that snow down. Um, roughly uh, a little bit bigger than the outside of the tent until I had it nice and flat and hard. Um, you know, like you said, probably about a foot bigger than it needed to be. Is that right? Yeah, so that you could have an area to walk around the tent after your snow platform's built. Yes, definitely. And it needed it because, uh, you know, the next day had to go around and tighten it back up again that that sill nylon um but yeah i basically walked around tamped it all down um i marked my pole before i even left the shop with the correct length on it so when i got down there it was just a breeze to to get started um yeah then it really helps when you put like a piece of bark or a stick or something underneath the pole yeah um, so that it doesn't sink into the snow 
Yes. So I placed the stakes I needed to, uh, and then I actually went and got, instead of looking for any bark, um, there was a big old tree right next to me. I broke off two or three sticks and just crisscrossed them underneath the pole, set that pole in there. Um, then I went, placed the rest of my stakes, adjust everything nice and tight. And, um, like I said, I think I had a few minor adjustments, uh, that I had to make that I'm sure a pro wouldn't have had to make like you, but, um, in the end it looked real nice. Yeah. Anything, if you do it repetitively over and over and over again, you become more efficient. Yes. No one is good at anything right out of the box. No. You have to practice. Yeah, definitely. Um, but after I got all adjusted, uh, pulled nice and tight, that is one roomy shelter. That's got a lot of room in there. Yeah, for the weight to space ratio, it's nice. Especially yeah. if you're doing like a backpacking trip. Yes, definitely. Um, so, that I mean, that was about it. I hung out for a while in the snow. Um, I dreamt about what it would be like if I were out on a, a late season hunt or something like that. Um, fantasized about cooking on top of the stove. Uh, but ultimately, I had to get back to work. Um, but I did leave it up for a couple days. I got, you know, some good photos um, and I got to go and adjust it um, and do all that stuff as if um, I was really out there. And that's going to be the key to uh, getting better with it and knowing it so that when I do go out, it's a breeze. Yep. You'll be ready next time. Yep. So. Speaking of. Uh, one takeaway. One takeaway. Of something that you could do different for your next time that you set it up. Hmm. What would it be? One takeaway. I think I would have tamped the snow. Uh, my snow platform building was not uh, very efficient. I ended up going back, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I've seen in, uh, you know, the direction I watched or the, the video I watched about doing it, um, kind of a, a pattern that the people were walking in and mine was just all over the place. I think I would have just been a little more efficient with setting up that snow platform because that was the hardest part. Yeah, that's how you stay warm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I sure was sweating, you know, broke a sweat there getting set up out in the snow. I was in a t-shirt doing it. Yeah, and then the, um, if you're wearing skis or snowshoes, it's easier oh. too because there's more surface area. Yeah. When you're just in boots, it's more tedious. Yeah. But like you said, you go one direction Mm-hmm. a bunch of times with your foot and then you shift the other direction and go that way with your foot yep um and then you're looking for any imperfections or unevenness in the snow yep and then you can use that shovel or your foot and fill in the low points yeah uh, with the snow that's on the side mm-hmm. and make a nice flat little home yeah yeah it was super cozy uh you know definitely worked up a sweat and I would not have had any problem sleeping in there when it was done. Sounds awesome. Yeah. And that's nice with the snow plate on the wood stove, too. It fits just right on that snow platform. Yes, exactly. There's almost no adjustment needed, um, you know, when making sure that the stove was nice and straight and even. And, I mean, if you had to, you could just pack a little bit of snow right there. It's not like fighting with it out in the woods to, you know, get it nice and flat. Yeah, and around that same time, I was out on a three-day hunt. In the snow. Yeah. And what actually happens is underneath the snow plate, it doesn't melt the snow. Oh, yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. It reflects the heat off, and you still have a stable snow platform for your stove. So it's really nice to have that, so you don't have to make adjustments every day to the stove. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd assume if you didn't have that snow plate, it would just melt below and sink the whole thing down. Yeah, it slowly melts. Mm -hmm. I would say three days of heavy use, you get probably two inches of meltage. Yeah. Depends on a bunch of variables on that statement, but yeah, that's what I experience. Snow and sand plate is a must. Yep. Yeah. It's just convenience. If For heavy use, mm-hmm. it's a must. If you're just going to go out for one night on a quick trip, then no. Yeah, that's true. You can use one of our uh, stove mats as well, too, yeah. for that same effect. That would hold up pretty good. Yeah, because you could just roll out the snow um, or the stove mat on mm-hmm. top of the snow, mm-hmm. and then you just place the snow lays right on top of it, super stable, and you actually get a lot more reflective heat yeah. off of that mat material as well. So your stove's going to be a lot more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when I went and broke down all the wood I was going to gonna build a fire with, um, it was all wet. I brought some dry stuff with me and I just stacked it all, you know, underneath that little snow plate and right around that stove. Like I've learned and been doing to dry it out. And I imagine having that stove mat, you'd have a large, nice area to put all your stuff you want to keep dry and keep out of the snow. So yeah, and it'll just reflect right onto that wood, the mm-hmm. heat, and then you're just going to dry out that wood much more efficient, which is really important in our climate because it's been raining here for three days straight it's, as we're <laughs> recording this. Exactly. <laughs> it's been hammering. But the, talking about this now is making me want to go get out on another trip now. I don't know. This coming week, we got to yeah. get out for at least one nighter. Definitely. Uh, things have been very busy and you know, in everybody's lives not just work about people's personal lives and stuff like that but it's important to make that time to get out and uh get away from it all so that's i'm, I'm kind of itching for that now yeah for mental health you need your time outdoors yes at least once a month minimum yep i've learned it and i've been neglecting it so jump back into that Mm-hmm. um do you want to jump onto the other topic real quick uh bounce over there bounce away wow <laughs> while we've been in this uh, snowstorm and, and having all this uh, delightful weather down here, you were able to get out uh, for another short hunt. Do you want to kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, basically, uh, I started out with a, my uh, bicycle mm-hmm. and went um, 10 or so miles total. Um, it was in the rainforest, and then I had to bike up into the snow line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hunted out of a base camp using our mini peak XL with wood stove. Yeah. Ripping. That's a good one. And then came back down with the bike, which was nice because it's all downhill mm-hmm. for 10 miles. Yeah. And I mean, it's a little bit of a, a, I guess the Cadillac of bikes, but you could probably do the same thing on a, an average mountain bike, right? Yeah. You can pretty much take any mountain bike and do the same thing. It's just going to be different efficiencies when you pedal. Yeah. But most people, <laughs> you're just going to do one trip a year. Exactly. So you can pretty much go down to Walmart if you had to. You're not going to be as comfortable. Yeah. But, but hey. You got to get it done. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're on a budget. Um, and then let's talk about my snow platform that I experienced. So my campsite mm-hmm. was not level. Oh, I tell it me. It was on a hillside. <laughs> tell me more because I, I haven't heard about this part yet. Yeah, so I had to spend extra time digging in the oh. uphill slope mm-hmm. to make it all level at the end. So I didn't bring a shovel because I was caring about weight. Yeah. Um, but then up there, I was like, man, I wish I had a shovel. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so and then by hand, just... With my feet and hands, 
I just it was powder, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I just shoveled all the snow as I could onto the downhill slope mm-hmm. to try to make a level platform. So you dig in on the uphill slope, dig down. Yep. And then kick all that extra snow over into the downhill slope that's the low end. Dang. So and a little you bit stomp of- it all out, like what you were saying, a zillion stomps. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it, you assess where is downhill? Is it off balance? Is it nice and balanced? Mm-hmm. You look at it like, where am I going to be sleeping? What direction? Yep. Do I want to be sleeping on an angle slope? Nope. Nope. So you use <laughs> snow and you make it nice and level. And sometimes you could even take it and make a little bowl, like a little tiny dish. Mm-hmm. And so that your body can lay in it. Yeah. And so you don't roll around as much Man. with snow. Mm-hmm. And then you look and you're like, where's the stove going to be? Yep. And so you build all that up the way that you want it. Yeah. And then the, I was in pretty deep snow, so I had to use snow anchors. Mm, okay. And so that, I didn't even use tent stakes no. at all. No. I just went into the forest. Mm-hmm. For the Mini Peak XL, requires four stakes to mm. pitch and a pole. And then you need easy two extra stakeout points for the doors, uh, but they're not required. But it's nice to have them; it gives it more stability. Yeah. Um, and so I went out and got six sticks that were around eight inches long, and then they were, uh, I would say, about a little skinnier than a, a hot dog mm-hmm. or a pepperoni stick. We'll say yeah. about that a little half dimension. inch. Yeah. And then what you do is you find out where you want to. Add the stake, you take your hands or anything that you have and dig down into the snow. Mm -hmm. Pretty good depth. Depends on the snow quality. If it's powder, then you're going to have to dig deeper. Yeah. We have pretty wet consistency of snow in the Pacific Northwest here. And so we don't, it's easy to make a snowball. Yeah. But if you're in like high elevation on Utah or something, you try to make a snowball, it'd just be all powder. Yes. Like baby powder. Yeah. It's annoying. It's mm-hmm. not real snow. And so date the hole, <laughs> lay the stick down flat like it's going to bed night night. Mm-hmm. And then you just fill that hole that you just dug um, with snow. snow. And then stomp it all and it freezes. Pack it really hard. Mm-hmm. And then you do a little pull test on the tensioner. Be like, yep, yep, that's going to hold. Now I knew where you're going with this mm-hmm. because uh, I've been just uh, back to back to back content editing video stuff like that and i just watched you know the uh pitch on any type of snow video the other day and saw dig it out buried that stick down there and then packed it on top and yep a few years ago i made a little step-by-step guide of how to do it on youtube if you want to go check that out it's i like i said that's only how i knew you were going with it and it looked nice and sturdy so it's easier to watch it than me describing it right now because that's not often yeah, <laughs> easy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely check it out because that's some real helpful, useful information. I had no idea. I thought there was going to be some type of dead man's anchor setup going on, you know, uh, in the video before I got to it. But then I saw you just buried in this in the snow. Yeah, and then to remove it, I just used the tip of the trucking pole and dug down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ice at that point yeah. after a few days of being down there, mm-hmm. and then just pulled it right back out. Done. Yeah. So and you sticks just, to leave no trace. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you just hunted out of that, that the mini peak XL then for Yeah, for days. hunting, especially when you're by yourself with the wood stove. Mm-hmm. Ultimate. It gives you it's lightweight, 
yeah. gives you plenty of room to sleep on one half of the tent. Then it gives you plenty of space for firewood. I was putting my bow in there. I had my mm-hmm. backpack, all winter gear, everything that I needed to snow hunt. Um, yep. In the other side. And it was all protected inside the tent. Nothing was outside. Mm-hmm. Which is important because of um, there was snow inbound. Yes. And you don't want to have to dig your bow out of a snowfield. Yeah, no. <laughs> that sounds no, that sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the the mini PKXL definitely has become like a, a big favorite of mine, you know, since using it because there's so much room. Um whether you go with an inner or not, there's so much room on on sleeping space, so much room on the opposite side. Um even with a stove in there, you just it's just a very roomy shelter. So I'm not surprised that you took it with you. Yeah, that's the one you used last time that you yeah. went out with the wood stove. Yes, exactly. Uh, if I have it my way, that's the one I'll always use. Um, At a minimum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I'm sure the wife will, would prefer something a little bit bigger. But uh, for me, or if I'm going out with a buddy or uh, solo, I'm definitely going to try to get my hands on a mini Peak XL anytime I can. Yeah, it's the easiest one to set up, too. That's a pyramid shape. Yes, the beauty of it is the size, the simplicity. The, the weight, you know, I mean, it's a, it's just a good one. Yeah, definitely. And then the rest of my time was hunting, hunting, hunting until mm-hmm. I was tired mm-hmm. because you're going through snow. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. And you did, did you take uh, snowshoes or skis nope. with you? No. I regret not taking my skin skis though. Yeah, definitely. Um, I left them at home last minute. I was like, do I want to bike these up on my bike mm-hmm. and then just spend time in some snow? <laughs> and then when I got up there, there's like almost two feet more than I thought yep. of fresh snow. And I'm like, dough. Yep, definitely. Because it would have been fun cruising around on skis. Yeah. Easy peasy. And would've it's like the it. dream. Yeah, definitely. That's like, uh, you know, those people that hunt the reindeer or whatever. I can't remember what country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. We, were talk- we talked about you that the other day. You see them on National Geographic and mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. They have uh, like wooden skis that they use with, uh, and then they use... Um, they take the reindeer skin mm-hmm. and put it at the bottom of the skis. Traction. And that's little, the traction that yeah. they walk uphill with. Um, and then they're, they're hunting out of that. It's like, sweet. Yeah. See, growing up in the city where I, you know, uh, not far from here, but still uh, more city. Uh, I've never had it so deep or, or, you know, like, but I went to a very touristy part of our area here, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I took one step into this, you know, three, four foot deep, and I just sunk straight down. And then I tried to maneuver my way out and sunk all my hands, all my feet. And I was just like stuck. And I'm like, that's why snowshoes and snow skis. I, mm-hmm. I, I got a real good firsthand look at it. So in the spring, it's not a problem yeah. because all the snow is kind of melted and it's dense. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much just walk up on top of it. Yeah. But when it's that fresh snowfall, mm-hmm. um, even skis sometimes you sink in when it's that powder. Yeah, really. So mm-hmm. like even for you, because I was just was imagining it was just because I'm a big guy. No, it's just the snow quality. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's because what I when I do my preparation, I look at all the past snow that's happened over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and then I also look at the temperature ranges that it's been. And so, if it warms up, the temperature in the mountains, mm-hmm. snow will kind of uh, settle yeah. and become dense. Yeah. And then a snow, a new snowstorm comes in, and then it becomes powder on top of that dense. Mm-hmm. So even though it's tall, it's 
dense and hard yep, you underneath just walk and it's on easier top. to walk on top. Yeah. But when sense. you went up there, there's just a ton of fresh powder. Yeah, it was. Yep, exactly. And so that's why you were sinking. Yeah. Um, and then this is also how avalanches happen, but we'll not get too <laughs> deep into that. Uh-huh. But the gist of it is that it freezes when it, it'll rain up in the mountains, we'll say. Mm-hmm. It freezes. Mm-hmm. Snow will dump on top of it. And so that when someone or something shifts mm-hmm. on that snow field slope, like a, you know, yeah, like the side of a hillside, mm-hmm. that it'll just all fall off, like kind of like a roof of the house when the snow falls off. Yes, it'll just slide right yep, off. Yep, it's it, that same concept. It happens with all the, mm-hmm. the roofs here in town, so. That's why in our area, it's very dangerous most of the time of the year on uh, most hillsides, because Avalanche City. Yeah, definitely. That's how you get killed for sure. Eesh. But yeah. yeah, anyways. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been fun playing in the snow, for sure, and uh, hopefully it's not done yet down here. You would know better than I would. No, we usually have a few more storms until mid-April. Yeah. Well, good. Give us a chance to get out and uh, do some more winter camping. Yeah, we're definitely going out in the snow. Yeah. I I really... Even if you don't want to. Ha-ha. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I write you the checks. Get out here. Yep. Yeah. Gotta have podcast content. Exactly. <laughs> I, get out there. I think it's just good for the soul, you know. Um, I'm going to reassess my sleeping bag situation because i think i need a little more room i'm a big big fella yeah and for winter you want at least a zero degree bag around here yeah um or there's a trick that you can if you have or on a budget mm-hmm. you yeah, can I use two because... summer bags ah. and you put it inside see there you so go it becomes thick that's dun, 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 dun. There, we, there we go there's I my just hurt uh, sleeping bag sales at REI. <laughs> uh-huh. Boosted. Yeah, you boot maybe buy two summer bags. There you go. Mm-hmm. Two cheap two little summer bags. Yeah, because if you're just going to do one night a year mm-hmm. in winter, yeah. why buy a zero degree bag? Because those are, you know, those could range five to nine. Yeah. hundred I've, I've for seen, a good one. I've seen them get pretty expensive. Um, so you can definitely budget it out by just using two summer bags. Yeah. And then some other things you could do, wear a beanie to bed. Yes. Wear a couple fleece layers on the on your upper body mm-hmm. and lower body. Mm-hmm. Polyester or fleece or whatever. Yeah. And some nice wool socks. Yeah. Jump in that bag and you'll be sweating. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah. I, I, I've always, I keep, you know, every time we go out and it's, of course, it hasn't been uh, snowy yet, but I'm always warm. But then, like I said, I just don't have any room to kind of twist or turn and i turn a bunch in the in the night so i think i just need a little little room and i'd be set yeah and last time we went out it was actually uh, right up above freezing and mm-hmm. it was raining yeah freezing rain so that's actually more dangerous for hypothermia and more uncomfortable to camp in it's easier to snow camp who knew because the snow will uh, yeah the dew point and the moisture in the air mm-hmm. yeah it all is all froze so it just falls out of the air yeah um, and so you don't have that damp in your bones chill that we get around here, as you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so if you can do that, snow camping, easy peasy. Yeah. I'll, I'm just talking about it gets remembering setting up that Octo Peak. I didn't want to come back to the shop. I was like, you know what? I spent all that time setting this thing up. I'm just going to sit in here. But, you know, work was calling me. It was, it's also really peaceful. Yes, I bet. Nice and quiet and. My favorite is when it's raining, mm-hmm. and then it gets dark, 
and then it gets cold mm-hmm. at night, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you stop hearing the raindrops on the tent. You're like, oh, wow, it's quiet all of a sudden. It's nice. And then you take a peek out and it's open just dumping. The little, open the little fly and it's just <laughs> white flakes coming down. Yep. It's like a magical little, mm-hmm. man. Doesn't that sound nice? I'm getting a little yeah. uh, Swiss Miss commercial. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> getting pretty stoked. A little actually. hot cocoa going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get out and do a couple trips. Like you said, once a month, once a week. Yeah, me. and then get a nice firewood supply mm-hmm. for that tent stove. Yes. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Do you remember last time that we went out? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when uh, it was really wet? Yeah, we, you know, I, I, we definitely could have, I guess, or I could have sucked it up and carried out something dry just to get it ripping immediately to dry that stuff out. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, some people may call it cheating, but I think that we didn't have any sort of a problem. We just had to get it ripping and then we were able to dry everything else we needed. Um, it just took a little longer to get going. Yeah. And then we were smart enough that we go and hunt down wood in the forest. That's drier. Yes. Up off the ground. Yep. It's already been dead for a while. Yeah. Seasoned. And so it's nice and seasoned. Yep. And we're not trying to burn like green branches and stuff that yeah. fell recently in a storm. Yep. Nothing we grabbed was laying mm-hmm. on the ground. It was all stuff that was, you know, sticking up, laid against other trees, laid against other branches that was up in the air. Um, and we were able to get it dried pretty quick. Yeah. And then you're able to take the small little twigs and put it on top of the stove. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? Uh, dries it out. Yeah, as more, the as flame can, is inside the stove, yeah. you're actually drying the wood that you want to burn next. Yep. So you're just setting yourself up like step by step chain. Yeah, we, that's the drying system. One of us was out there cutting out some big stuff, and the other one was sticking stuff on top, feeding it, um, mm-hmm. and that way we were able to stay warm and uh, and keep it going. Yeah. Then I like to take mid or large size pieces and then put it underneath the stove belly. Mm-hmm. So then it's going to dry out even more. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful when you set it on top to dry it because that stuff dries quick and then all of a sudden it'll start glowing red or start burning on top there. Yeah, it won't catch fire because it's too wet around our area. Mm-hmm. But um, it'll definitely smoke. Yeah, there's a couple little embers smoking on top there. And a hot tip for when I was out elk hunting this last year, there's no seams and mosquitoes, a ton of them, uh-huh. but it was cold. Yeah. raining anyways we were taking sticks and putting on top of the stove to create a little bit of smoke and that keeps the skeetas away mm. dun, 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 dun. pro tips <laughs> you're learning all here yeah. so yeah then we'd like to categorize our wood in several different piles i like to use at least three different piles next to the stove mm-hmm. do you remember kind of how that went down yeah definitely um it helps to stay organized and keep it that way and that way uh, you wake up in the middle of the night to feed it or, you know, uh, do whatever you're doing and you're not looking around for a good piece or looking around for, you know, what you want. You, you got it all right there. Organization is key. Definitely. Preparation. Yes, the preparation. The fire's almost out and you're out in the storm looking for firewood. Yes. No, not good. No. Camp chores. You want to prepare in advance. Yes. And then um, I like to do that also to control the temperature Mm-hmm. of the wood stove as well yeah it's definitely easier to uh discard extra that you have at the end of your trip than it is to like you said go hunt it down in the dark in the rain or, or whatever if that's what you need to do so 
um, better to have more. And of course, we always make three piles: the mm-hmm. small pile, the medium pile, and the yeah, big the pile. The small will be stuff that's smaller than a pencil diameter. Yes, we'll, we'll clarify it here. Yes, and then mid-size would be like pepperoni stick. Yep, hot dimension. Dog. Yep. And, and then, then the anything big, bigger than a hot dog into big enough to fit barely fit in the door yes. of the stove. So that's pretty big. Yep. Um, we'll uh, be on the third pile. There you go. And we use that first pile to get it nice and hot. Yep. Fire it up. Get fire's it Fire's kind of dying out. Yep. You're looking at the flame through that glass window. And you're going, hey, mm-hmm. we need to get this going. So you grab that small you stuff. You reach for that small stuff. Yep. Throw it in there. And then that's going to create... Flame and nice bed of coals, which is super important for fire maintenance. Yeah. Um, you get the nice coals off of a ton of little stuff. Yeah, I've kind of learned that um, you want to have, I feel this way at least, a whole bunch of that little stuff mm-hmm. and then a whole bunch of that medium-sized yep. stuff. And, and not so much of the big stuff. Yes, that's not as, as important. But you definitely, when you're feeding that thing or if, like you said, it starts dying down, you want to have a, a ton of the little little stuff. Yeah, and then big stuff's more before bedtime or yeah. if it's burning you out of the tent. Yeah. Because often, especially if you're burning certain types of wood, mm-hmm. it'll get too flipping hot in there. And so you want to turn down the thermostat to throw on a big chunk. Chuck one of those on there, yeah. Yep. And then, like you said, we burn through a ton of the lull stuff. Yes. Um, especially in a wet climate. Mm-hmm. Um, if everything was seasoned... In certain forests, then you can burn more bigger stuff all the time. Yeah. But it's so wet and rainy here that we need the little stuff to get the fire hot. Yeah. Until at least you have several inches on the belly of that stove of coals. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then uh, equally important is, you know, damper and, and uh, the air intake management, you know. Uh, making sure you've got those nice and wide open when you're trying to get cooking and close them down uh when it's time for bed if that's you know what you fancy having it a little cooler yeah and it all depends on the wood too um usually my last few trips i like to get several hour burn of coals in the bottom Mm -hmm. and then i'll close the damper about halfway and that'll force the heat out through the belly of the stove that way okay Um, but if you close the damper without the bed of coals the fire is just gonna kind of go down yeah you're not gonna optimize your heat that way yeah, if it's just mm-hmm. flames coming off of, you know, uh, and not a big bed of coals, then you're just going to have nothing. Yep, and it'll also go out yep. really fast. Yes. If you can't get your stove to burn past an hour, you got to get your <laughs> coals nice and thick yep. before you damper it down for sure. Yeah. I was waking up on that snow hunt the next morning, mm-hmm. still coals in there. Yeah. So that's like, you know, 12, 13 hours yeah. of darkness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's because you get out and use it a lot. So there you go. Yeah, if I just built the fire, 30 minutes later, shut down the damper and went to bed, mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah. It's going to last for about 30 minutes. Yeah. I think you, you know, I think you watch some of these YouTube videos and uh, it looks like, oh, hey, you know, it's just a breeze. You just fill it up, have a nice hot fire and uh, and go to sleep. To build up that coal base and to get the warmth that you know you want, it takes time and you can't just rush it. Nope, it's a little precious time <laughs> with your stove. Intimate, yes, an intimate date with your wood stove. Exactly. I'm, I figure you spend half the time hunting and the other half the time 
Playing with your stove, probably. Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, before they had smartphones and Netflix and all that, when you lived at a homestead, you know, off the grid, mm-hmm. they just had their wood stove. Yes. And that kept them company. You just sit there and stare at that fire, <laughs> stare at that flame. Throw a log in there, sit back, mm-hmm. sip a little of your drink. Yep. <laughs> open the door, throw another piece in. Yep. And you watch five hours go by like, boop. Yes. I mean, I'm young, so, you know, but I do remember a time before smartphones, and I remember my best friend had a, a you know, uh, wood-burning stove in his house, and that was just a regular thing. We'd just be sitting there nice and toasty warm and staring at that big, huge flame, you know, and uh, feeding it. Oh, those were the days. I know. <laughs> that makes you hungry, huh? Yes. For some uh, Korean barbecue on top of the wood stove. Man, that's, <laughs> that's going to be the next one. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. So, bringing it back around. Yeah. What else have we got for snow tips or anything uh, like that? Let's see. What do we have for snow tips? Um, stay home if you're wanting to go camping where I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But seriously, you guys, you got to get out there and snow camp at least one time in your life. Yes. It'll actually change your life. I like how I'm saying yes, like I've done it. I've prepped and I've, you know, I've, I've You're ready. almost been there. You're I feel ready. like I'm ready. I've watched enough. I've learned enough. I've, I've listened enough. Next um, snowstorm. Now I just got to get it's in happening. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be asleep in bed and, you know, all of a sudden my door's going to kick open and there you are in the uh, Silverado ready to roll. So there you go. No um, notice. Yeah, exactly. Just come on out with your PJs on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm, I mean, uh, w- do you know what we'd bring uh, if you had a choice? or uh... Oh, what, tent? Yes. Megahorn. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been in the standard Megahorn yet, so uh, I think I've, Megahorn XL I've been in. I've been in Octopeak. Uh, I've played around in a Twin Peak, and then I've also spent some time now in the Mini Peak XL. So, uh, you know, a regular Megahorn would be good. Yeah, you got two doors. Yes. You got plenty of room for two people on the wood stove and gear and firewood. Mm-hmm. And it takes up a small footprint compared to, like, one of our Hercules or Megahorn SL or yeah. even Twin Peak. Yeah. It takes, you have to have a large area to put that up in. Yes. So it's easier to squeeze a Megahorn in most campsites. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like we should do a Megahorn and a, a Batwing type of situation. I really like those setups with the, the awning and stuff like that. Maybe not for the snow, but... Uh, I definitely want to get into one of those sometime. Yeah, definitely. Especially if it's going to be rain, 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 rain. Yeah. It's nice to be able to go out and put a camp chair outside your tent mm-hmm. and uh, be underneath some cover. Yeah. Just listen to that, that raindrop, huh? Mm-hmm. Pitter-patter, yep. pitter-patter. Exactly. Oh, man. Like daydreaming about it now. I know. You want to make sure that you have a nice meal plan, too. Yeah, definitely. That'll have to be key um because last couple times i feel uh, not rushed but i don't put a lot of thought into it and then you get out there and you're like oh you know i wish i had planned better um so that's something we'll have to we'll have to figure out too it'll be a nice little surprise for the next podcast when we talk about uh, our trip lessons learned from your first snow camping trip yes exactly dun, 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 dun. you can just sit back and relax while i stomp out the platform that'll be nice <laughs> so i don't have to build it for once uh-huh yeah i'll just point like Point. 
Yeah, you Stomp. missed a spot. Missed a spot. Missed a spot. spot. Right there. It'll yeah, be yeah. like uh, Teamsters uh, foreman yeah. or something. You can play the music, you know. Q, oh, put some, some music on. Some or, Mexican. Uh, Spanish. Uh, exactly. Get some something to stomp to, you know. A good beat going. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, it's going to be good to get out just in some rainy, cold weather um, and get away from the city, but uh, still dreaming about that perfect snow camp. Yeah, we'll just watch the forecast. Mm-hmm. And it's always good just to check the forecast if you're in the mountains all the time, just randomly, kind of like people do with the stock market. Yes. You're like, what's the <laughs> snow level doing today? Exactly. <laughs> when you're having morning coffee. Yep. And the next time we see it dump way down, we're Just, out the door. Yep. Get everything set up. You know, like you said, get all, all the gear set by the door and then you can just rush right out. Yeah. Even if it's right after work or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're lucky enough to be able to just drive a mile if we wanted to. Yes. There are and people in the out forest. there who yep, have to watch their little YouTube videos to get away and get into where we're at. So we're, we're definitely blessed. Which is nice. I experienced that recently when I was in the city. It's actually nice to look at those YouTube videos and instagram and whatever because then you can connect mentally Mm -hmm. back into nature because the city is not for me yeah i'll never live there knock (laughs) on wood never say never is what they say but yeah not in my right mind while i live in the city no offense guys i know that a lot of you do but guess what there's plenty of space out here Come on out. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Don't, <laughs> don't say that. Don't invite them. Unless no. I have property for sale. There you go. Then I would, right? Yeah. No. There's some good B&Bs. <laughs> yeah. come, come check it out. Uh, stop in. Buy a tent. All right. So let's wrap her up here. Yes. Um, the snow platform was tough to build my first time, but I also think I overshot the size of the tent a little bit. That's better than making it too small, though. Um, yes, certainly. Uh, once I was done, it was gorgeous looking. It looked great. I felt good after doing it. Um, uh, and I definitely learned how to do it from watching some videos. Um, so go do some research, get your stuff, and get out there and have a good time. Yeah, even if it's in your yard and you're not even going to set up ten on it. Yeah, exactly. Just go stomp it out. Yes. And it's time it snows in yes. your yard. Do it once. So you know so how. You know what you're doing. Exactly. Um, that's, that's all I've got. Yeah. For me, takeaways for my snow hunt would be before you set the tent up on that snow flat platform that you analyze where you're going to sleep, where the snow's going to go, what angles mm-hmm. so that when you put your tent up on top of the snow platform, you're like, Oh man, I wish I would have done this different. Yes. Just kind of think like a few steps ahead will save you in the long run. Mm-hmm. And then plenty of firewood prep to have it stocked inside the tent and ready yeah. Just in case is key. And always keep something underneath the tip of, or the bottom of the pole. Yes. And so that doesn't slowly just sink into the snow. And yes. what you'll do is you'll wake up and all your fabric on your tent will be all saggy. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Yes, exactly. Definitely. Uh, I, actually, I think that's number one is put something underneath that pole um, to keep it where it's at. Otherwise, you're going to not have a good time. Yep, snow loads, that's going to push the pole down. Mm-hmm. High wind is just going to push the pole down. Yep. And then you end up with a flapping fabric yep. on the tent, which is could compromise your shelter. Yep. So all could have been prevented by a little piece of wood underneath the pole or something. Yep, exactly. from sinking. Could just be a lid to your pot. Yeah, sure. Anything. Stick your wallet under there, you know, uh, in a pinch. Your bankroll. Money bags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Yep. 
Signing out. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.